Game time with Boomer Esiason. Today's guest is the fastest man in the NFL, five-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion, the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. Today's guest is an all-pro wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs who helped lead them to their first Super Bowl championship in a half a century. To NFL fans, he's known as one of the game's most exciting game-breakers. And to defensive coordinators, well, he's known as their worst nightmare. It's my pleasure to welcome the cheetah, Tyreek Hill, from the Kansas City Chiefs to game time. And Tyreek, good to see you. How you doing these days? I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling phenomenal. Man, I'm very excited to be on your show. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to have you on. You know, a lot of crazy things have happened this offseason. The first thing I want to get to is how do you, today's players feel about expanding the schedule to 17 games? It's hard enough already to get through 16. Right, right, man. But, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i very excited about it. Plenty of more stats, you know, so it could be the first 2,000-yard receiver, 2,000-yard, two, you know, season for a receiver. So I'm, I'm really excited about that, man. So, I mean – I can't wait to see how like um, how how um, everything unfolds. How about Patrick Mahomes and a six thousand yard quarterback? That wouldn't be too bad, would it? Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad either, man. You know, so I'm very excited. Your offense in the offseason, well, you went and rebuilt the offensive line. You traded for big Orlando Brown. That's going to be a, a welcome sight, I'm sure, for Patrick Mahomes. Laurent Duvarnay-Tardif returns after opting out. So tell me, what did you guys think when you heard that the Montreal doctor opted out of your season last year? You know what, man? Um, we couldn't, I mean, myself and the team, like, we didn't do nothing but um, um, support him. You know, um, he's a great teammate, a great brother. You know, um, I mean, he made his decision to um, go out and, like, help people. I mean, because, like, playing, I mean, I feel like playing, like, in the NFL, you know, like, um, we only get this game for so long. So, obviously, like, if you get a chance to, like, help people, like, outside of the game, you know, it's bigger. Like, it's bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for him to be able to do that, you know, to um, set something aside that um, he really loves means a lot. You know, so it says a lot about him and, and – um, and um, his uh, character. If I had him on my team and I was injured and I went to the doctors and the doctors told me this, I would go to him for an immediate second opinion. Oh, yeah. Did you trust oh, him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We always do that. We always do that. And like Larry, like he's so smart. Like he's going to give you like terms. Like, like um, I always be like, Larry, like, could you put it in English for me? Like, can you help me out? Talk to me like you're my brother right now, all right? <laughs> I love the fact that uh, an offensive lineman, that a wide receiver would go up to an offensive lineman and say, hey, man, can you help me out? Can you help a brother out a little bit? I mean, I feel like, man, our whole team is just that close. You know, um, I can go to somebody on the diff- um, um, on the D-line, uh, defensive side of the ball. It, it don't matter. Like, our whole team is close. You know, so, like, that's real good for, like, a locker room. So, I mean, that's why, like, um, in the past years, like, we've been so successful, you know, because, every like, everyone is, like, really that close. And when, when I say close, like, like um, we hanging out on Friday nights. We're doing stuff throughout the week together. You know, like, um, we holding um, each other accountable, you know, doing practices. Like, if you're not going hard in our practice, I, I may say something to you. Patrick may say something to you. T5, 9-5, it, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, we all want to be great. You know, we all want to win. So, oh, yeah. If you guys are so close, how come nobody knew that Travis Kelsey's last name was Kels? 
man, to, <laughs> hey, he never corrected us. He never corrected us. You know, he, you know, um, it's crazy. Like, I'm like, man, like, we've really been saying his name wrong, like, for the past six years. Because I've been in the league six years, and I've been calling him Kelsey, you know, for the, for the past six years. Like, I never knew it was Kels. I was like, man, that's crazy. I want to come back and talk to you about Jet Chip Wasp, which is the play that changed Super Bowl 54. So stay with us as game time continues right after this. Oh, I've always loved fantasy sports. I've always loved sports in general, and I've always loved statistics. Um, so all that really matched up well for me. Yeah, I'm embarrassed a little bit to admit, but at one point, I don't think it was 200, but I was in over 100 fantasy leagues one year. Um, and, you know, now I don't have as much time for that. I am only in a handful left, but uh, all of them uh, friends and, and coworkers, but I still really do enjoy it. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. Welcome back to Game Time. In Super Bowl IV, NFL Films microphones caught Chiefs head coach Hank Schramm call 65 toss power trap, and Mike Garrett scored a touchdown against Minnesota's purple people-eater defense. Now fast forward 50 years, and every Kansas City fan can tell you about a play that Patrick Mahomes suggested to offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy on the sidelines. It's called 2-3 Jet Chip Wasp, and it proved to be the turning point of Super Bowl 54. Tell everybody exactly what that play was and what was your responsibility? Uh, it is a 23 jet chip wasp. You know, um, you know, um, just a dagger by the outside guy and uh, just a deep corner, you know, by myself. And then Kelsey just um, streaking out the middle of the field. You know, um, and my job is basically easy. You know, um, they, um, we've been running that play ever since I got into the league, you know, and the same message has been, you know, said each and every year, just run fast and um, break at 20, you know, and um, so that's what I do. Um, going going into that game, I watched a bunch of film on, uh, on uh, San Fran. Um, on, on, uh, I believe the safety was Jimmy Ward. Um, he, he, he didn't really get off the hash, you know, that much, like, um, in, like, previous games. So I knew, like, um, um, I had, like, an angle coming out high. So that's what I did. I took it high, you know, Patrick and offensive lineman. Like they did their thing, gave uh, Patrick enough time to uh, throw the ball down the field, and I was able to make a play. Did you feel like after that reception that all of a sudden the game had turned? Did you feel the momentum of that game turn right then and there? Uh, yeah, 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 I did. Um, the uh, crowd got back into the game. You know, the coaches, you know, spirited, uh, the uh, coaches' spirit, spirits, like, lifted up a little bit more, and the players, like, they began to believe, 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 and, like, the tempo began to move faster and faster. So... That's when everything started going in the right direction for us. You know, you were talking about not panicking on the sideline and Patrick running up and down the sideline. I remember seeing the NFL films, a version of all that stuff about how encouraging he was trying to be late in the game where it seemed like you guys didn't have a chance to win. Look, in that same playoff run, you guys were down 24 to nothing to the Houston Texans. Right. So I would think that you learned something from that game that you could actually fast forward to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, uh, the, the first game of the playoffs, like, was real rough for us. You know, um, I caused a few turnovers. You know, offense wasn't playing well at first. Um, defense was playing phenomenal, I, I believe. So, um, 
just going into the, I mean, you would think that um, we would have learned something, you know, from our prior, but I mean, I, I guess we just one of those teams um, who like to play from behind, you know, it gives us a, a little bit of a sense of urgency, uh, some motivation, I guess. Yeah, I would say motivation for sure. And it also helps to play with a Hall of Fame and waiting quarterback. And I can say that because I played the position. And yeah. I don't think I've ever truly seen anybody play the position the way that Patrick has played it since he's taken over for Alex Smith. Is there, In a couple words, how do you describe his demeanor on the field? Over the years, um, he has changed. Uh, I, I remember um, my first time in the huddle with Pat, you know, his first game, you know, he was real quiet. He was real, like, passive. You know, now, like, it's like when he comes in now, he's more, like, aggressive. And, like, he, he, just, a, he just loves playing the game. For a guy to have that much talent and still wants to, like, continue to, like, get better, it's just scary, man. So. I'm just glad to be able to like play in this offense with him. All right, we'll return with Tyreek Hill right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason, brought to you by GEICO. As difficult as it is to win a Super Bowl, it's even harder to repeat as champions. They had a good game plan. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes said of the Buccaneers Super Bowl 55 defense. They kind of took away all of our deep stuff, took away the sideline, and did a good job of rounding to the football and making tackles. We weren't on the same page, but credit to them, man. They played a heck of a game defensively and offensively. They beat us. They uh defensive coordinator did a phenomenal job of just game planning for us, you know, playing cover two the whole game, taking away the sideline and, and, and just telling, you know, the uh, defense to like rally to the ball because they know like they already played us, uh, I believe, week 12 of the season. Like, I mean, they seen exactly, you know, um, they seen exactly what um, we could do as an as as like an uh, offense. So they had like a little sneak peek. So what, what did you learn from losing this? I know, look, it's difficult. My team went to the Super Bowl. We lost Super Bowl 23. I never got back there as a player. You were fortunate enough to go into back-to-back -back years, but it just goes to show you how difficult it is, especially when you are either a marked player like you are, people try to take you out of the offensive game plan of your team, or a team like you guys are where you are high-flying and you're putting up all sorts of offensive numbers. I mean, it's definitely tough. You know, the AFC is definitely um, a tough place to play. You know, you got the uh, Bills over here. You got the Titans, you know. So, like, you got a, a lot of good quality teams over here, you know, um, who are real good. The Browns up and coming, the Steelers, you know. Um, so, um, just for us just to make it, you know, to me is just amazing. You know, like, I'm blessed. You know, we all are blessed. But if we would have won, I mean, that would have been, like, the icing on the cake for all of us. You know, so – I feel like for me, man, like, I mean, I, I can be honest sometimes. Like, I just feel like, you know, um, I wasn't like, like, um, I wasn't like in like Tyreek mode, like in the Super Bowl. I was just like, like uh, first time, like all over again. I was just admiring the cameras and stuff like that, you know. So, I mean, it, it has definitely like humbled me a lot, you know, because I definitely want to go back. And I, and I know when I go back this time, I'm going to be in like mumble mentality mode. You know, like you, you have to put like three people on me to stop me, you know, and, and I really mean that.
we just got to hold ourselves accountable. Like nobody showed up to play that day. You know, like yeah. there are ways that like um, we could have made plays. So. Well, I know one thing. You got the coach and you got the quarterback, the two most important ingredients. And what does the quarterback have? He's got a superstar at wide receiver. We'll be back in a moment for more with Tyree Kill. Probably even back in the days of the cavemen and women, um, they would have sports where they were throwing rocks and sticks at each other. And there were probably some cavemen and women off to the side making bets on it. So I think that ever since there's been any kind of sport, any kind of competition, um, you know, it seems like wagering wasn't far behind in some form. It's always been a big part of society, uh, always been a big part of spectatorship. Um, it allows you to feel engaged. It allows you to feel like you're part of it. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back, everyone. After losing Super Bowl 55 to Tampa Bay 31-9, Tyree Kill said, I feel like we were kind of embarrassed on national TV during the biggest game of the year. We definitely don't want to go down that route again. We'll be back. The Cheetah also said that he's been, quote, grinding my tail off ever since that loss, and I can sense just by listening to you and listening to some of the things you've already said in this interview, that this is really the motivation for you guys is to get back there and you have been working hard. So what are your workouts like? How hard are you working? Man, you know what, man? Um, I've been like really just working on my routes and stuff like that. I mean, obviously I'm strong, obviously I'm fast, you know, but I feel like um, there are certain parts of my game that um, I just need to work on as far as like route running, releases and, and just everything because um, not every team is going to play man coverage on me. So um, I just got to get used to like running routes against zone coverage, you know, um, just like filling out different zones and stuff like that. You know, because I know like man coverage, like, like it's you versus me. I, I mean, I can beat that all day. But as far as like going against like a cover two defense, like I, I actually like um, I, I'm, I'm actually still learning the game a little bit more, you know. So um, that, that's basically what I've been doing, you know, uh, me and my trainer. And um, that, that's it. I mean, I've been spending time with my family, you know, um, try, I mean, just trying to like mix it all in. I hear you. you know there are several stories of uh, where you got the nickname the cheetah. I I'm not really sure which one to believe, so I'd like you to tell my audience exactly where that nickname came from. I mean, it, it, it just came from my grandma. I mean, growing up like as a kid, my mom she would call me Bo. Like so, everybody knows Bo Jackson. He's famous for playing like baseball, football, just being fast, track, all, all of that. You know, so my nickname growing up was Bo. And then like once I got to like uh, Oklahoma State, West Alabama, I started playing college ball. My, my grandma was like, you know what, you like you really the fastest player in the, in the nation. Like because I just ran like a twenty point one one four coming out of high school. So she was like, I'm gonna call you Cheetah. <laughs> so ever since then, I just been rolling with Cheetah. Cause I, I like Cheetah and I like Bo too though. Like Bo, like Bo fits me because every, like every, everyone in my city, that's what they call me. They call me Bo and like every, like um, everyone in KC, they call me Cheetah. So you can call me either one, Bo or Cheetah. Well, if your grandma gave you uh, Cheetah, I'm going to call you Cheetah. That's all there is to it. Uh, <laughs> you know, but by the, by the way, um, you know, I know you get these challenges all the time about oh, who's yeah. the fastest guy in the NFL. You know, you ran against Aaron Jones, you beat him. DK Metcalf now is calling you out. He's trying out oh, for, yeah. tried out for the Olympics, didn't make it. 
I mean, do you fear anyone in the NFL to be faster than you or no? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't. I, I really don't, man. Look, I can be on year 20 right now and guys still wouldn't be faster than me. You know why? Because um, I like I just don't like losing at anything. Like I'm that kind of guy. So, I mean, I work my tail off, you know, like um, I may be working on my routes, but still I'm I'm, I'm still working on being fast, too. So I, I don't feel like anyone in, in the league is faster than me. So we'll be back to work on our red zone drill with Tyree Kill right after this. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and this season new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game and get $200 automatically. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code GAMETIME and place your bets now. The promo code is GAMETIME. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL. We're back with Tyree Kill, who is not only one of the NFL's best deep threats, he's also one of its most prolific social media content creators. His YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok sites are always on the cutting edge. How yeah. do you balance the negativity that comes along with social media on top of all the stuff that you create and actually uh, entertain fans with? I mean, to be honest, man, I don't, I mean, I, I really don't pay attention to it. You know, um, it's all about having fun and just like putting out stuff that like um, I really enjoy, you know? So um, like I, I play football, that's my main focus. I play ball, that's my main focus. But like also like I want to be able to like create movies and like be able to put people in better positions like someday, you know, like, so um, that's why I got a YouTube. That's why I got a TikTok. And that's why I got all these like social media outlets because like um, I want to brand myself a certain way to people now is it true that you're actually coaching right now are you coaching in high school as well did you pick that up I, this offseason yes sir i was yes sir i was coaching last year and how was that for you it was good it was a fun time man um the very first time i went it was kind of awkward because like all of the kids was like hey can i get a picture and i'm like dude i'm your coach man like treat me just like you treat every coach like come up to me and ask me hey coach how do i run this route or coach hey coach um what do you think about this play call uh, what's up but but going towards the end of the season like things begin to like you know like hone in and begin to like like players were like coming up to me asking me questions like treat me like a real coach you know so it was good it was fun man like i really want to be a coach like when i'm done playing too though Tell me about the Tyree Kill Family Foundation that you were just playing basketball for, which I yeah. know your coach did not appreciate, said stop no. playing basketball, raise money, help people. What is what is your foundation doing? So right now my, my uh, foundation is just helping um, high school seniors um, go to like college, you know, um, just giving them like a small um, donation, like $1,000, $2,000, uh, something like that. But Moving forward, I'm probably gonna, um, moving forward, the Tyreek Hill Foundation is probably gonna be helping homeless people because I feel like everywhere I go, like I see a homeless person in need, you know? And I feel like, and um, I feel like not a lot of people, you know, take the time out just to like hear their stories, you know? So I'm a guy, like I I, I, I can't hide from it. I've been through adversity, like I've, I've seen it all, you know? And I feel like 
I, like um, I feel like a lot of people have had a chance to like hear my story. So what I want to do is I want to take the Tyreek Hill Foundation, you know, mm-hmm. go to these different cities, you know, and be able to like hear these homeless people's stories, you know, and just you know, like um, see if I can just help them out. Like um, see if I can get them off the street, you know, like so. That's, it, that's what we want to move forward that's to. That's exactly that's the way you want to move forward to, and it's uh, certainly a very important aspect to one's life is giving back, and it looks like you're doing that. i got to ask you one other question, and this is about these gloves that you're coming out with. You, yeah. are, you have great hands. You were born, God gave you great hands. When did you guys start needing gloves to make all these great catches? And I know you're coming out with your own set of gloves. Yes, yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Uh <laughs> I don't know, man. I just wore gloves ever since I was in uh, high school. And um, I've always just wanted to, like, create my own, like, you know, brand, create my own glove. So I guess uh, the last, the very last time um, I got fined, like, $10,000 by the league for throwing up the peace sign, I was like, you know what, man, how do I create something so I can just, you know, just do it and not get fined? So we came up with the, the whole idea of just putting the peace sign inside of the gloves. And it's just been going well ever since. You know what? A peace sign's a pretty good thing, Tyreek. Our thanks to Tyreek Hill for joining us today and to all of you for watching. I'm Boomer Esiason, and I'll see you again soon right here on Game Time. <laughs> Yo, Tyreek, I have a snitch in your locker room who told me that you could actually do a perfect impression of Patrick Mahomes calling a play. Is that true? <laughs> man, I used to do that about two years ago, man. But nah, I don't do that no more, man. I, I can't do that to my, my, my uh, quarterback because... I mean, I believe the last time I did that, like um, some of my targets like started disappearing. So I can't do that no more. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that no more. <laughs> uh, you, know what? you learn very well, my man. You learn very well.